Hey folks, Richard here. Uh, yesterday we had the monthly meeting for the Micro Solidarity Network and we heard from six, I think seven different presenters about their communities, the community building work that they're doing. So today I'm going to share with you these short presentations from the seven different groups and I'll uh, put links to these projects into the video description so you can catch up with more of the detail because these are just very, very quick presentations to give you a taste of what's happening in the Microsolidarity Network. Uh, if you'd like to join us, we have a call every month and you can find out about that. Also, I'll put information in the description. Okay, enjoy these presentations. So yeah, for the first first three projects in this round, we'll have um, Denver Shared Ground by Drew and Vivant Community by Diana and Intentional Society by James. So in that order. How's that sound, guys? Is that all right? Yeah? <laughs> You're good to start, Drew? Cool. Alrighty. Uh, go ahead and we'll... Maybe, Bernard, if you um, spotlight Drew while he's talking, then maybe that's helpful. Uh, and, and maybe even and spotlight Caroline, who's also here with me um, there. Uh, hi, I'm Drew. I am coming to you live from uh, somewhere in New Jersey. And um, Caroline is actually in the shared ground space right now. Uh, I figure I will do a little bit of just the details and then we can just kind of go back and forth, Caroline, with what's exciting. Uh, just really quick, we are in Denver. Uh, we is a group of social permaculture practitioners that got invited into a space that's a, a historic Presbyterian church. Um, and it was purchased by a real estate company. And the guy leading that has like, is kind of zany and wants to uh, keep the spiritual nature of the space. And he brought us in sort of to consult and what we've realized is we want to start uh, we want to start a church because the space right now is zoned as a church and that means we can we can legitimately occupy it we've been sort of squatting in it and working out of it but and doing some events and and things um and we are about to enter into um uh that that process we're about to incorporate a church sign a lease and for the next year until or so until zoning changes, we would occupy the space. And we're very excited to keep it, um, keep the spiritual nature of it and uh, and bring the pra spiritual practices in without uh, a denomination uh, and then, and, and use the, see how the, the political or the corporate structure of a church can be beneficial to um, creating a, a space of belonging and the micro solidarity uh, framework has been very interesting to us for for a long time um, and we we call cruise pods and we've been doing experimenting with creating pods and uh and 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 sort of noticing that we have a congregation and now there's this this sort of like a space has presented itself to our community we um, just had our first big event inviting a bunch of people in to get excited about the space um, and it feels like there's a lot of liftoff energy um, so yeah that's that's sort of the basis 
Uh, maybe Caroline, you want to just, if you have anything, speak into the space. Yeah, I think that was a decent, um, decent uh, overview. And um, I, my background is in cooperative development. So it's kind of a unique project to develop, to, to leverage the church model, which here in the US creates a lot of leeway for what we can do, um, leverage it, um, but build it out as a co-op, build it out in a very cooperative manner. So the congregation um, that word has utility in the church context, as well as, of course, in the microsolidarity context. So there's a really interesting overlap with that. And really everything that we want to do here is going to be based on relationship within our congregation, based on initiative within our congregation and responsive to those initiatives. Um, that level of kind of participatory Ness is something that we value and we think is part of building toward a regenerative and resilient future. Um, and that's really why we're coming together is to build resilience, um, inner and outer, that kind of fractal between individual and interpersonal and, um, you know, family and community, and then all the way up to society. Um, how can we build authentic resilience which includes spiritual practices, it includes upskilling, it includes relationship um, work. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really excited for borrowing from the wisdom in the microsolidarity space and um, being plugged in with all of you fellow practitioners to see what we can do together. I think that, that that's our time. Uh, I just wanna say I'm gonna drop a document into the chat that was a harvest of our first kind of community gathering and it has our like agenda and pitch so there's lots of um there's lots of other information in there to really get a sense uh so i guess that's it Thank you so much. thanks drew and caroline that was wonderful um yeah thanks also for going first and opening it uh, starting us off um so yeah, everyone, if you want to just take 30 seconds, jot down any ideas, thoughts, questions you have, and um, yeah. Rooms. Uh, so three minutes for Diana. Take it away. I'm really happy that it's working now, so I can just scroll down. Um, so yeah, Blivande is a social company and an organization that has uh, different pillars. We're located in Sweden and Stockholm in a big red house and also have a container square next to it that we're developing. Our four main pillars are a co-working space, uh, right now self-driven uh, makerspace that has just tra um, transformed governance into sociocracy, uh, the container square and an event business. And, one organization called Norden that makes events from members for members. It's kind of each year something is coming to the mix. So I think there will be more pillars coming. Here's a few pictures so you get a little bit of feel. Some days are full, some days are empty, but we have gallery openings, a lot of events where the public is involved. The community in the house is quite active. I would, right now we have 40 members in the makerspace, 20 members in the co-working space, and about another 20 in the container square. So we're now 90. Um, 
the level of engagement is super different. Most engaged are probably the people in the square and in the makerspace. And the co-working space serves a little bit of a, as a jumping board into participation. And it's also the business that some subventions the memberships in the makerspace and ateliers and in the container square. Sometimes members give courses through a platform called Bleavand Academy. Uh, more pictures. I thought it would just say a lot more than words and then answer questions later. People are having kids. Maybe that's also happening <laughs> in your organizations. There's art. We are, we are one of our ancestors. I will come to this. Like, Blivanda is nothing that was created out of uh, the blue. And I would actually add, add micro solidarity to the threads. This is an old presentation. Um, it's coming from Norden, this organization that makes events in the evening, the borderland, which is the Nordic burn. It's related to Burning Man, but it's very decentralized. Edge Riders has a history in it. Uh, some inspiration from the New European Biohouse Institute for X is a giant container village in Aarhus, Denmark, and then Stockholm Harbor. This is our house a uh, hundred years ago, so it's very cute. Oh, I cannot see it. This this is how a, a representation of our online forum. We're both an online and an offline community, and we talk a lot through discourse and Discord both. Um, decision makings and longer discussions are held on discourse uh, on our forum and day-to-day -day stuff is now a, since this month's discord. Um, we also have a few tools that a group developed for participation-driven organizations that distribute money. I don't know, many of, maybe some of you have heard about co-budget. Um, it's a, an evolution of the initial tool that was created at Borderland and distributes money or like a budget is distributed to members and then they take and take decisions where the money goes to. Um, yeah, I don't have so much else to say uh, and I'm looking forward to the session with questions. All right, well, I'll say hello, friends. Good to see you. I'm James uh, in Intentional Society is an online face-to-face uh, -face community uh, for people to grow into their biggest and best selves, uh, grow to be the people that they want to be, um, do in line with their values, and be in right, right relationship to, to others, to themselves, and to the world. So we've been meeting for about a year and three quarters now, or um, a little short of, of two years now of meeting weekly. And we do a lot of relational practices, uh, things like authentic relating, circling, collective presencing uh, with a developmental perspective, uh, adult development psychology, or really just simply the fact that we can grow, people keep growing in complexity all of their lives. And we do all of that inside of a warm and supportive community container. So I am excited about a, a recent transition where we've kind of 
uh, expanded self-identity a little bit from, yeah, yeah, we are this weekly, we're this weekly call. Uh, that's what we are. That's what this thing is to intentional society has a weekly community practice session. And that's where we do our, our relational practices, but it also has other things uh, starting to, you know, allow for, um, you know, members and folks to just kind of do midweek uh, events, uh, gather together some sort of bubbly like events, open crews. Uh, we don't have a lot of um, crewing going on. We're still fairly small and we are more congregationally oriented uh, as a community overall. And yeah, so that's what um, that's what we're doing. And as mentioned in the chat, uh, there's a um, inten intentionalsociety.org is the website and you can find a um, you can find our weekly newsletter or orientation calls or just more information there. So that's all, thanks. Thanks so much, James. Wonderful to hear from you. Great, so that's James with Intentional. Okay, so I just want to caveat that I'm a little bit unwell and my voice is a little bit bleh, but, mm. <laughs> so I hope you can forgive me. Cool. So tell me when to start, so I know that I'm not too much of a space to I went can to stop you. Right. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Get really cushy and close. Um, okay, cool. So my name is Nicole. I'm the founder of an initiative project called Primal Gathering. Um, and this project was born out of the insight that most people struggle to kind of take care of themselves. And as a consequence of that, um, a lot of things are occurring, like the negligence around our environmental landscape. In short, Primal Gathering is an environmentally, socially, and psychologically regenerative gathering where we basically create contexts where people learn tools to support their own self-substance um, whilst regenerating and reforesting land. Um, our mission is essentially to restore both people forests and ecosystems, eventually all over the world, because we have to be ambitious. And our vision is to make all events regenerative in nature. This is our business version, part of our challenges, which I can speak to whoever afterwards, um, which essentially is doing the same thing, but with businesses to support them doing and creating better things and moving more slowly to have more intentionality for the future. Um, a philosophy that has underpinned everything that we've done, and if you've heard maybe the podcast that I did with Rich quite recently, is one called Community is Practice. I won't go into so much detail in this call, but essentially it's a roadmap that supports wholesome character building and facilitates essentially the right conditions to support cultures of belonging in mutual care and respect. And Primal Gathering essentially is one of those context. So we support people embodying the values that they wish to see in the world, to foster and permeate a culture of belonging, and to create the right conditions to foster empathy with ourselves, each other, and essentially also the natural world. Um, our events are about this, education, music, art, regeneration, connection. And what we've done so far is essentially planted like 2,000 something trees, another 1,500 this November. If you're free, you should come. Um, done a lot of natural building, 
raised beds, vegetable gardens, etc. Um, but the way we work is we work with the landowner first. So we try to understand like what is the landowner's needs, um, how can we support them? Often landowners are really like time poor or resource poor. So how can we support them get the best out of their land? Whilst also teaching um, our participants something that they're really excited to know about. In accordance, it can be something as uh, like authentic relating, also permaculture, botanical hand printing, reforestation, whatever it is that you know sings to both the participants' desires and also the landowners. This is just like a very brief, I won't go into this in detail, but this is kind of like our little holistic regenerative model in terms of the components that we like to, to feed during each of our gatherings um, that support this kind of sense of culture of belonging and a true sense of like real intimacy that comes as, as a consequence of it. And I didn't know that we were doing this part separately, so I can go into this maybe a little bit, but basically by trying to be a regenerative organization from the inside out, one of the things that we're trying to counter is the fact that most festivals and gatherings kind of base it on exchange. So you get a free ticket if you facilitate or you do this X, Y, and Z. And we're trying to pay contrib all our contributors regardless, um, even if it starts at a symbolic rate. Ideally, we want to con contribute towards everyone fairly. But obviously, if you contribute and pay everyone fairly, the prices of the things that you create um, increase and therefore you deal with accessibility challenges. So that's probably one of the, the bigger ones. The second one I can go more detail in, in the call um, because we have like two identities. We have our community steward owned initiative where people from all over the world want to replicate what we've done locally in their local countries, which makes it feel much more computer computer, community and steward owned. And we also have this B2B arm to support like businesses with team building. So we kind of have this a bit of this like identity challenge. Um, and that's pretty much it. Thank you, Nicole. Something that I would like to have done before is to invite everyone to unmute themselves and give a bit of a woohoo. Thanks. Thank you. And next up will be Lisa Marie, occurring in New York City. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the hype, the pre-hype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to, to share with you all. Um, so this is still an idea. And so I'm sharing an idea, not something that actually exists really yet. But um, I'm really interested in neighborhoods and with the, the changes that are happening in the world of like climate change and inequity, um, we need resilience and corridors. And um, especially now that urban tech solutions are growing. So something that I've learned in working with different communities that are working to um, combat various problems that they have challenges. And the challenges that I've seen are in decision-making, competing interests if they have outside funding, program design, project management, and raising and retaining capital. So as I started to think about this, I developed a framework, which I'm still working on, but I'm calling a strategy for shared prosperity. And on the left is, is an embedded model of where um, you have to start with the self, exploring the self, and then um, work together to grow, and then really share our knowledge because 
um, without sharing knowledge, we can't really um, work together. And once all of these components are kind of together, that helps you create change, which is in the middle. And um, once you have change, then you're able to advance in your career or your um, community. You have alignment of your spirit. You have awareness of different technologies and how to use it to your advantage. And then there's abundance, which is collective wealth. And so this is this section, the middle and the right are bi-directional that also when you do these four things, you also um, create change. So um, with that, I would say that's like my theory and then the actual like implementation, I wanna create a studio. And this studio will use that um, methodology plus my work experience as a strategist and researcher to design and invest in community-driven projects. So this project, um, still a work in progress, but I guess it would probably be a mix between a crew and a congregation. The geographic focus would be neighborhoods or corridors and emerging and frontier economies. Um, the different solutions would fall under those um, buckets that I mentioned. And then there would be like a core team, like how in basketball you have your starting five, and then maybe there'd be people who sub in to help um, with the ideas that we either create internally or externally. The funding, I'm thinking the funding would come from um, work that I'm doing now and then micro and then putting micro um, investments into these projects. And then another component is the people who go through the studio will give back either through their skills, money or time. I'm inspired by various theories or practices that exist because of their, their focus on being a collective. Um, I see this as like a four phase project. The first phase is where I was gaining expertise, credentials and experience through my education. 2007 is when I graduated college and then 2019, I graduated from my PhD and then 2021 was kind of like when I finished, I would say like my early, like my work and then now this um, phase is thinking of implementing this in New York and Haiti, audience building, networking, experimenting, and then moving into 2030, like doing sprints and builds. And then the final phase would be scaling and sharing this in different communities and maybe indigenous and um, communities in Botswana. So um, yeah, that's kind of like where I am still working on this. And I'm happy I had this opportunity to share because it really forced me to kind of like start thinking about this. Okay, over to you, Rick. Okay, we have a 20% chance that I get through this without my son busting in, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs> Um, Medley. So I'm Rick. Um, I'm one of three people. Uh, many of you know Chris and Ananta as well, uh, who have started a third space um, secular church type thing in Berlin. Um, uh, what drives us? Um, well, we think that most people need more people in their life. Uh, and we think that space and physical space um, as a constant in one's life uh, is a vector for um, uh, engaging in community. Um, and why the name medley? Well, a medley is a beautiful collection that highlights the individual. Um, 
wouldn't be possible without the individuals together to create the collective uh, and also the individuals thrive within the collective setting. Um, what are we up to right now? Well, our approach, um, ultimately we have a space that can house a congregation size. Um, we are starting off not with a membership model, but with a contribution and participation model and aiming to go through a few cycles of getting to know one another, um, running through different uses of space, different rituals um, in order to, to settle uh, around some rhythms and some tempos before we put a hard line between in and out. Um, we're starting with two uh, major work streams, let's say. Uh, the first is as a third space, as I mentioned. So uh, our, our space is beautiful. It's almost over-the-top cathedral-like beautiful, um, inspired very much by churches. Um, and the fact that being in somewhere that is aesthetically opening um, and communal uh, changes the position and the disposition of, of the people there and the attitude. Um, I can share some photos soon. So we use this space effectively as a community centre for literary salons, uh, listening parties, um, you know, breathwork, all sorts of good stuff. Um, that will be a slow burn. The thing that we're starting with that we're super excited with is the residency program. Um, our idea is that we will seed the core of the community with new people through this residency program. So as opposed to new people joining at the fringes, coming to a party, getting a bit tipsy, or just having a nice time with somebody, and then slowly feeling like they can come closer, um, we will inject 12 new people right into the center of this place, spending time there day in, day out, working on something that they think will personally bring step change in their life. Um, so we've just announced these residencies um, and the three minutes are up. Thanks, Bernie. Okay, let me summarize. Our residencies are different in the sense that we want variety of everything, age, stage of life, discipline. Uh, and we think that in this beautiful variety, if you get those micro solidarity principles going, that you can start to be more of yourself and more of yourselves, and that that's where the magic happens. Yeah, that's medley. Woohoo! <laughs> Can I hear from everybody a little woohoo? Medley. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks, Rick. There's Jonas here. Yeah, go ahead, Jonas. Okay. Hello, hello. I'm Jonas. Um, I'm based in Vienna, and we started a group called uh, der Knoten.wien, which is uh, German for the node Vienna, um, about two and a half years ago. And it birthed out, or like got, got birthed out of a um, desire to do some good in the world and bring about some positive change. Um, and we didn't know how to do that. So we thought a good way to start to learn how to do that um, was to have a physical space where we could meet, where we could uh, host events and uh, just experiment. And um, we started it under the um, like the label of a social lab, basically, um, like an experimentational space. Um, and now um, it's two and, a half year, uh, two and a half years in, 
uh, we've done a lot of events and the we started with four friends basically that just got together and in the beginning there were some other people and there were some like some people left and some other people joined and now we're eight uh, eight of us that are ho holding it together um and that are yeah taking care of that space organizing uh, a feminist education festival uh, <laughs> once a year that runs over two years in October and November, uh, two years, two weeks. Um, and that's like the main thing we do. Uh, and then there's some small other things in the realm of um, personal development and community building and uh, political education throughout the year. Um, and it's been interesting because in the beginning, we like all of us had very different ideas what we wanted to do in this space. Um, and we just got together and it worked somehow. Uh, and we, we paid for the rent ourselves and between all of us, it kind of worked out somehow. Um, and um, we got to some points where there was some conflict around like, okay, what is it that we actually do? And uh, because we're, we were really winging it from the beginning, uh, we um, didn't have a good structure. We didn't have uh, what uh, what micro solidarity would call a minimum viable structure. Um, that made for a lot of uh, frustrations and and like points where it became really apparent that people had different ideas, and we didn't have a good process how to deal with that. So the past half year, I would say, um, was a process of like kind of. Uh, dealing with that and um, and like kind of starting to transition into a more structured way of doing things and kind of revisiting okay what is it that we want to do here and uh, how do we go about it and um, okay three minutes up yeah <laughs> uh, that was quick <laughs> yeah happy to chat more um, the just one more sentence maybe the the vision is to kind of become a hub for people to meet from the Viennese uh, scene. Um, of people that are engaged in civil society and new projects to form and like be like a resource and dating pool and like connecting people with resources and yeah that kind of thing um yeah thank you Jonas. all right um perfect okay I just want to invite everyone to unmute and give us all a woohoo for all the presenters and <laughs> and all of us and all the amazing work that's going on. Anyone who wants to stay around and dance it out with us, Randy, maybe you can play us a tune. <laughs>